Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com IMTB and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash IMTB. Honestly, they're not that bad. Welcome to an episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I am Fern here with Dom. Hey, everybody. So, the biggest news, obviously, to come out this week, talking worldwide, took everyone by storm. I didn't want to buy into it. Uh-huh. I wasn't even, like, going to even mention, talk about it, uh-huh. whatever. But then I just, I fell into a trap. Yeah, what is it? And the new Ghostbusters trailer came out. And I was like, you know what? This actually looks really good. I I haven't seen it yet. Does it look good? It looks fucking fantastic. So, quick recap of things we said before. I'm a fan of Ghostbusters. I don't love it. Yeah. I don't think it's their greatest comedy to ever exist, blah, blah, blah. No, but it's still pretty, so pretty good. Yeah, I'm not a fucking millennial. I'm a millennial. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, I like it. You know, it's whatever. Um... And then people hated the last one. I watched it and I was like, yeah, I guess not great, but whatever. It's fine. It's fine, right? Didn't give a shit. So when they were talking about this movie, didn't give a shit at all. Yeah. They said Paul Rell was in it. I was like, that's cool. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever, whatever. The trailer comes out and I'm like, oh my God. All these fucking nerds, blah, blah, blah. Then it like came up on YouTube and I was like, I put it on and I'm like, all right, wait, wait for the nostalgia boners to hit. Uh-huh. And it's going, it's going. I'm like, wait, I don't get what they're... And I'm like, oh, all right, wait, so that, huh. And then by the end of it, I'm like, I can't fucking wait for this really? goddamn movie. Yeah. Huh. It, like, it. the way that it built it was... Uh, I don't know. Like, it, it actually feels like, did you guys actually pull this off? Really? Yeah, like, it actually makes sense. Like... The, the the I guess you can tell me spoiler because yeah. it is in the trailer. Yeah. So, so the family moves into this house and they're like, "Oh, it's my grandpa's house, whatever." And then in the house they find this weird thingy. Yeah. And then Paul Red's like a teacher, and he was like, "Oh, it's a cool replica." And they're like, "Replica of what?" And he's like, "What? You guys don't know?" Obviously, he talks about yeah the thirty years ago and stuff, and he shows him like videos, and they're like, "Yeah, but." You know, there hasn't been ghost sightings ever since. This weird shit starts happening, like the ground's shaking, all this stuff. And at the end, it's like, wait, who's your grandpa? Because he passed away. And I'm like, yeah. oh. I do that. It's, um, what's his name? Um, Ivan Reitman, right? And so, it, I don't know. It just, they do, like, they do do the, the nostalgia boner where they show the, the car, the yeah. uh, whatever. But other than that, I was like, it actually looks pretty good. Like, Finn Wolfhart's in it, so, mm. you know, you're going to get like that. <laughs> I'm a child actor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that one, the little girl, uh, she played Little Sabrina. Oh, um, Grace McKinnon? Yeah, she's in there, too. After I watched it, I was like, you know what? I never thought I'd say this, but I am legit fucking stuff for this movie. It looks cool. It feels like it's actually trying to make sense. But, like, doing it in, like, a fairly 
logical way. Like okay. I don't, I don't know. It's just it's really cool to see, and in a in a weird way, it makes me feel like maybe a lot of this shit is doable. We just haven't seen it. Yeah. Because I know a lot of times it's like, oh great, this again, oh blah blah blah. And I, and I think for us it's a little bit different because we're willing to forgive a lot of things. Where we talked about like even Independence Day, we saw Independence Day. And it's like everything in that movie made fucking sense. Yeah, I, <laughs> like, I just I don't understand why people hated that movie. Yeah, it it didn't it did feel weird because it wasn't Independence Day, mm. but it wasn't Independence Day. It was part two. It was a different movie. It was what twenty years later. I think maybe. people just wanted um Will Smith to come back. Yeah, so. Uh, other than like stuff like that, that's whatever. But I don't know. It just uh, it was a happy surprise. It was it was really cool to see, and I didn't, I didn't expect to get excited from something like that, but I did. It's cool, and it makes me feel like, hey, maybe this next Indiana Jones won't be complete shit. This is the fucking news. So in the new Aladdin. <clears throat> there is a new character that was created. It's played by a white guy. His name is Billy Magnuson. And he's in the movie for, I think, like three minutes. He plays like a dim-witted like, um, prince who comes to court uh, Jasmine, right? And he's like fastly shuffled off, right? And if you saw the movie, you would be like, ah, that was kind of funny. Now, would you expect that character to get its own spinoff? Have its own movie based off of it? If you said the answer is no, well, you're fucking dumb. Because <laughs> uh, it turns out that Disney um, wants to produce a spinoff of just this one character when their leading man from Aladdin still can't get... You know, we, we talked about this last week. This is something that is carrying over. But Mina Masoud... Um, he hasn't been able to get an audition, right? And yet Disney is like, hey, you know what? Remember that white guy that was in this? And this cast of like all, nothing but like people of color? Yeah, how about we make a movie just for him? Hey, um, you know how how we're like super bad at timing things? Uh-huh. Um, let's beat our record. <laughs> <laughs> See, and this is this is one of those things where it's like, this is a good criticism of like Disney. I feel like the whole monop like they're oh they're a monopoly, they need to be broken up. Well they're not because they don't own all film business. So like that's stupid unto itself. But it's like, no, this is actual genuine criticism. It's like, do they not see the optics like what were people nonstop talking about the other week? Oh, this one character that they this this person of color he couldn't get an audition after you know making all this money for for Disney right and now they're like yeah you're right like how do we beat our record at like being the worst is he like a good part of the movie no like I said he's in it for like three minutes he's just there to be like a dumb like prince that comes to like oh Jasmine I want to have your hand in marriage and Does he's he kinda, have some nope. There's no like greater no. tie, uh-huh. like he's in it for a second, and that's it. There's no other joke that like comes later, or you see him later, or or anything like that. Like 
It would be funnier if he had a couple beats, right, in the movie. Like, if it was, like, an ongoing joke. Like, he does something dumb, like in, um, like, Spaceballs. Remember how Prince Valium, like, he's there to be, like, a dumb prince. But, like, he's also, like, his name's Valium, so he's, like, sleepy. But there's no joke to it. Like, he's literally, like... But it's not, but it's not even, like, he is the great, great, great grandfather of the who will soon be like the beast somehow no like they're not trying to tie it in that way because the way that they did it for the movie um agrabah is in like um like a like a fictional land so all the the lands around there are all fictional because they show a map of it and like obviously like he's white so he's from some land where there's a bunch of white people and then there's another prince and it's like oh they're they're these people or whatever like from the land of germany yeah something like that whatever but like it's not even like i couldn't even understand if it was like jafar right like they took that and they like spun spun off from there right or um like the genie if because the way that they do the genie in this one he ends up marrying uh her like um handmaiden or whatever and they they're they're sailing the ocean right with their kids and even if they spun off from there right so you got to see will um will smith and uh what's her name um nasim pedran um like their their adventures right like that would actually make sense right yeah so the way that you're painting this picture for me is they looked at this cast and they're like we made so much money from this movie Uh and we know that people like the story it's obviously carried really well or, you know, it's done really well. Like, let's try to further this. We, we don't have to make a part two, but maybe we could, like, do a continuation story or yeah. maybe have someone have their spinoff. Um, who can we pick? Uh, the whole cast. Who or even is like the a, right, rightest that we could? Or even, like, maybe a prequel, too, to, to show how, like, right? Like, any... Like, literally anything, anything else. What did they decide to do? They're like, hmm, how do we, how do we get the most backlash? I would even be okay if they're like, we're going to make a spinoff of this other country, area, region, and maybe he makes, like, a couple of appearances in it, but yeah. it has nothing to do with the main story. It's just, it's literally expanding their, their yeah. Aladdin universe. I get that. Right, because it's interesting. Obviously, Mandalorian. <laughs> so yeah. that makes sense. But the fact that they looked at this cast mm-hmm. and they're like, "Who can we give their own story to?" It reminds me of that skit where it's at the Oscars and they're just they're nominating all like the the white people in the the films. Like basically, they're like. Oh, like it's a scene where it's like these two people of color are like in this dramatic scene, and this one white guy comes in. And he's oh. like, Here's your letter, and he leaves. And he's like, that white guy was yeah. nominated, yeah. and it's like, what? Like where? <laughs> like I don't. Uh, it just it's like, ooh, Disney. This is where I can't like sit here and defend you. I have to agree. Like, yeah, it's dumb. It's literally stupid. the dumbest thing. Uh, like I said, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Oh. If you wanted to, like I said, if you wanted to do something in the realm of Aladdin, you could. But then going out of your way saying, oh, we're going to make it about this one prince, the guy who was in this movie for less than five minutes who'd made no impression, 
who wasn't he wasn't like the Olaf of Aladdin. No, I completely forgot about him too, and until like this story came out. Yeah, the fact that they the fact that they looked at all of that and said, "We'll give you your own show," after they had this whole weird like, "Oh, what's going on in Hollywood?" Where this guy who was in the same fucking movie, he was like the co lead in it, can't seem to find work, but. But the movie did really well, and you know, critics liked it, and and fans liked it, and it grossed a lot of money. Like, oh, it's it's weird that he's not getting any roles. Like, oh, it's crazy. And then Disney's like, damn, that is crazy. So, anyways, we got this <laughs> mini show. You know what I mean? Like, it just sounds fucking made yeah. up almost. Like, it sounds. Yeah. It honestly sounds like, like I look this up and be like, dumb. You're reading like an Onion article. No, I'm not. I wish. I really wish a lot of the things I brought up were either like an Onion article or an SNL skit or South Park. But it's like, I hate that the real world like can just like one up all of them by being like ridiculous. Because it's like that thing when you when you read it, when you went online and you read Donald Trump is president. It's like, well, we live in bizarre world. It it sounds so fucking stupid. I. I don't know. Disney's Disney really fucked up on this one. Mm-hmm. All right. So the Golden Globe nomination list just came out. And the as we know, and as I've told many people before, this is not an, this is just an indicator for the Academy Awards. These are not like for sure. Like the Hollywood foreign press has been known to nominate things that not aren't necessarily nominated at the Academy Awards. Also, they also will give awards to things that are not what the Academy gives awards over to because I don't I don't really like the Hollywood Forum press, but let's get into it. Best motion picture for drama was Irishman, Marriage Story, 1917, Joker and The Two Popes. Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama, um, Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story, uh, Saoirse Ronan, Little Women, Charlize Theron, Bombshell, Renee Zellweger for Judy. Uh, Best Actor in a Motion Picture uh, Drama, Christian Bale, um, Antonio Banderas, Adam Driver, Joaquin Phoenix, and Jonathan Price. Best Motion Picture Musical or Comedy, Dolomite is My Name, uh, Jojo Rabbit, Knives Out, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Rocket Man. Best Motion Picture Animated is Frozen 2, uh, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, The Lion King, Missing Link, and Toy Story 4. Uh, Best Motion Picture Foreign Language is The Farewell, Les Miserables, Pain and Glory, Parasite, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Best Director, Bong Joon-ho, um, for Parasite, Sam Mendes, 1917, Todd Phillips, Joker, Martin Scorsese, The Irishman, Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Best television series drama. <sighs> a lot of these are just kind of... There's Big Little Lies, The Crown, Killing Eve, The Morning Show, and Succession. I don't even know how Morning Show got on there. Like, I've heard nothing about that. Yeah. And, oh, it's on there. And and both of both of the starring actresses Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon both got nominated for for it. I was like, how? 
That doesn't make any sense. Because Apple pays them off. I bet. So, I mean, it's pretty much what you expect, like I said, for the Golden Globes. They suck every no, year. I mean, it sounds about white. I mean, it sounds about right. Which is funny, too, because it's like they're the Hollywood foreign press. You would expect better things from them. Especially <coughs> uh, because apparently there's a ton of shows, like on Netflix and stuff, that are more foreign, that are that way outdo other shows. But I've never watched them. I never heard of them. And if the, like if like there's some show from Mexico that I guess is really big, mm-hmm. if that got nominated for something, I'd be like, oh, that makes sense because it's like the top five Netflix show yeah. of all time. That's why I think, like we said, I think we should go with a better award show, which also just came out as the Critics' Choice Awards. And I've looked at the, the list already, and I'm like. See, this is how you should nominate things. This is how you should divide up real categories. And I think this is what, like, the Academy Award should adopt. So their list for Best Picture this year is 1917, Ford vs. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, and Uncut Gems. Yeah, sure, there's a lot, but at least it recognizes a wide variety of films. And then, like, their best actor, as it's it's pretty much all the same. It's all white people except, like, Antonio Banderas and Eddie Murphy. Best actress, um, Aquafina for The Farewell. Lapita Nyong'o for Us. Uh, Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story. Scarlett Johansson in Endgame. Scarlett Johansson in JoJo Rat. No, I'm just joking. That, that'd be fucked up. <clears throat> um... For Best Supporting Actor, Willem Dafoe for The Lighthouse. Um, Tom Hanks for uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I saw that one. He actually does a really good job as uh, Mr. Rogers. Um, Supporting Actress, (laughs) Scarlett Johansson for (laughs) Jojo Rabbit. (laughs) But Jennifer Lopez for um, Hustlers. Florence Pugh and uh, Little Women. Uh, let's see. But see, here's a category I think that they should introduce at the Academy Awards. Best Young Actor slash Actress. Because it gives a chance for these younger people to win like an award when they should be recognized. Like when like Haley Sanfeld was nominated. She should have won, right? But um, like Julia Butters from um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She like what, like stood out in that movie with... Leonardo DiCaprio in the same scene. Um, Roman Gif- Griffith Davis from um, Jojo Rabbit. So is um, Thomason uh, McKenzie from Jojo Rabbit. I'm pretty sure that's um, Yorkie. <laughs> He's hilarious. And then another another category they should have is Best Acting Ensemble. So that's the um, Bombshell, The Irishman, Knives Out, Little Women, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, uh, Best Director... Uh, Noah, ba- Noah Baumbach for Marriage Story, Greta Gerwig, Little Women, uh, Bong Joon-ho, Parasite, Sam Mendes, 1917, Josh Safety and Benny Safety, uh, Uncut Gems, Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino, and then they do Best Action Movie, 1917, Avengers Endgame, Ford vs. Ferrari, John Wick, Chapter 3, and Spider-Man Far From Home. See, it's like... I feel I wish they would I w- I really wish they would do that because like to see someone be awarded like oh best uh the Academy Award for the best action movie 
Okay, best comedy, Booksmart, Dolmite is my name, The Farewell, Jojo Rabbit, Knives Out, um, best sci-fi or horror movie, Ad Astra, Endgame, uh, Midsummer, Us, and then they also do for best drama series, The Crown, David Makes Man, Game of Thrones, The Good Fight, Pose, uh, Succession, This Is Us, Watchmen. Comedy series though, is pretty much a like a. Again, it's like, have you heard of these? Um, Barry, Fleabag, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, Mom, One Day at a Time, Pen, 15, and Schitt's Creek. But the limited series does sound pretty good. Um, Catch-22, Chernobyl, Foster Dawn, Loudest Voice, Unbelievable, When They See Us, and Years and Years. And then they do Best Animated Series, which on here I kind of questioned a little bit. Big Mouth, uh, Bojack Horseman, The Dark Crystal, and then She-Ra, The Princess of Power, The Simpsons, and Undone. Does The Dark Crystal count? I mean, it, they are puppets, though, so you have to animate them. Yeah, I wouldn't know because they they intercut it with, like, partial live action, like, people, right? Like, some of the scenes, they have, like, the people dressed up as, like, the... Um... I think that's in the movie. No, it's in the show. In the, in the show, too? Yeah, you didn't watch it? I watched the show. So, it goes both ways, but it's no, it's it's a camera shooting... I don't know. Li- that's, a, that's what I was thinking, but then I was like, I don't know, I guess I'll give it to them. They are, like, operating them. Yeah, so, you're right. The, the first one, it just sounds about right, 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 right. Sounds about... Like, Sounds about and stupid. Then, uh, That's usually what I say about the Hollywood front. Yeah, the, I when think you I have under- that when you ha- when you have legit inclusion of like, hey, these are films that people actually like and enjoy, and like this is why. Because we talked about it before, we'll talk about it again. I don't want to get too much into it, but the one thing with uh, the Oscars and kind of what they go for, it's a very oh, this is a prestigious thing. Oh, you have to be able to make. Uh, artful filmmaking experience in order for us to uh, nominate something. But they take it in such a pretentious way that almost all the time it's like, well, what is the most independent slash limited release slash like very particular movie that we can nominate? And it may have a good performance in there, so it has to be good, but then you decide to not look further and be like okay but what about this movie what about this movie are you you saying that this wasn't a uh, this wasn't good acting in this movie all just because this movie made a hundred million dollars all of a sudden the acting's not great in it that's where this like argument we always talk about yeah and then to go back to i guess i i do like the idea of doing like best ensemble though because it it is different from production because Production takes into account everything. So that's what Best Picture is, is the whole th- the whole thing. And when you're just single out, singling out the actor, actress, supporting for both, it just, it, it kind of feels like you're, you're excluding, like, everyone else. Because what if uh, Knives Out works because of all of the characters in this film? Like, you yeah. can't boil it down to just one. There's so many different characters. Yeah, like a... Or like the reason why I like Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. It's it's more about like the individual components coming together. And I think that would work as a 
as a new category. Yeah, but I also I kind of wish that they would just get rid of best picture and and have that subcategories. Have yeah. like a best dramatic picture, yeah. best comedic picture because because of that reason because you say this stuff, right? Where oh, it's about the whole production. Are you trying to say that Bohemian Rhapsody, the entire production, no. was so amazing, so solid, yeah. right? Oh, oh, they did this and that and blah, blah, blah. But then half of the movie is just them standing in front of non-plugged-in music and, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're just lip-singing. Yeah, but then you have something like, uh, like Aroma mm-hmm. that was very hands-on. Uh-huh. Literally, he's like... I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I can't get anyone else to do it. I'll do it. You didn't ask anyone to do it. <laughs> no, but like, it's very hands-on, very guerrilla style. Like, you you know, they're in these, especially like those big scenes where like they're going through the the town and like the like where he like points the gun, like comes into his story, points the gun. Oh, it's, yeah, and like God, the way that the so cameras are old. moving and all this stuff. It's like that, see, like that actually makes sense. That makes sense that it's like, yeah, that deserves to be best picture because like having those camera movements move, like tracking from here to here and following, you know, following her here. It's like, yeah, that actually takes a lot that for me, it, it's like a slap in the face that you have those two movies nominated. Yes. You're right. But, but then you say, uh, Avengers, uh, infinity war didn't deserve it. This thing that literally everybody got together and was like, "We're gonna make this fucking movie. this movie is huge, and we're gonna we're gonna shoot two movies at once, and, and we're gonna do it." And then they pulled it off, but they're like, "Yeah, but it's not really best picture." It's like, but that's but that's what you're saying. Like you're saying that this is what best picture is, so this can't be a best picture. I I just I just wish I was. There when they cho- were when they were choosing like, I, I mean even now I wish I was there when they were choosing what to to vote on because I think they go through a pre- preliminary th- round and they kind of narrow it down from there, but it's just like I I, oh, I just want to change it some I just want to yeah. like, like show like I just want to be able to show them the thing you're doing like you're you're doing it wrong like you're doing do you it so wrong yeah do you see the only time I can say they ever did it right was Moonlight and. That was how many years ago already now? Yeah. I mean, okay, we're, we're obviously going to get into I it. Know, I know, I know. Because the season's coming up. But oh, yeah. that's just, that that's something that's like, when you look at some of this stuff, right? You look at these nominations, it's like, wait, how the fuck isn't this nominated? Or this person, like, how was this person nominated over this person? Yeah. Oh, because, well, this one's a real, this one's a real movie. This is a real TV show. It isn't just like some... Action, adventure, sci-fi, horror yeah. movie, or or it's like, oh, it's it's this person's time to get nominated. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll put a pin we'll, in it right now, but we'll this back. definitely is. Yeah, this is just uh, uh, yeah. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring. Not even a mouse. Young Anna was nestled, all snug in her bed. Not knowing tomorrow, she'd meet the undead. How would she survive? What this season would bring? Well, that's simple. She'd stab, she'd slash. 
and she'd sing. Justin Bieber's a zombie. Anna and the Apocalypse is a 2017 Christmas musical horror comedy film. Anna's schooling is coming to an end, and all she can think about is leaving her small Scottish town and traveling the world. But when a zombie outbreak hits the town, her mindset changes to survival. Anna, played by Ella Hunt, is nearly completed with her secondary school. Normally, that means either joining the workforce or going to college. Anna wants to get out and travel the world. That is, of course, against the wishes of her father and her best friend, John. On the night of the school's big Christmas show, Anna and John work at the bowling alley instead of attending. But what everyone doesn't seem to realize is that an outbreak has hit the world, causing people to turn into zombie-like beings. The next morning, Anna gets up with a new outlook on life, ready to take the world by storm. And running into John, they find one of the zombies and are quick to realize that something's wrong. Scared, they decide to go back to the bowling alley. Once there, they run into their classmates, Chris and Steph. All four gather around the computer screen and find out that the outbreak isn't just in the town, it's worldwide. Back at the school, a small group from the night before are trapped in the cafeteria. Anna's dad, Chris's girlfriend and grandma, and Steph's car are all at the school, giving Anna's group a reason to go back and find out if anyone's alive. In the morning, they find the army has all been turned into zombies, making them realize that no evacuation is coming. As they make their way out towards the school, they run into Anna's ex-boyfriend, Nick, whose posse is very keen on killing every zombie in sight. While Anna's group starts to make their way closer to the school, everyone in the school has decided they want to leave, with only the vice principal wanting to stay. Anna's group has made their way to a tree emporium, but Anna is afraid that it's too dark and they won't be able to make it through. Nick assures Anna and the group that they're better inside than out, but when they try to make their way through, zombies start to come out on all sides. Anna tries to find her group and make it out alive. As for Nick's friends, they soon get turned into zombies, leaving Nick alone and rushing Anna, but she doesn't want to leave John behind. Once she finds John, they get on the other side of the door. Thinking that they're safe, John makes a joke and as doing so, gets his hand bit. Shocked, Anna then tries to get him to go with her. But he grabs her and runs through the horde. Keeping her safe, he pushes her as he gives himself to the zombies. Devastated, the group moves on, but once in school, they realize only the vice principal is there. They ask him where the group is. He shows them to the cafeteria. But as soon as they get there, they realize that everyone has been turned into a zombie. When they try to leave, they find the door locked as they realize that he has lost his mind. They fight their way out. Once free, Anna looks for her dad as Chris and Steph look for Chris's grandma and girlfriend. They are soon found, but not all well. Chris's grandma has passed, but there isn't much time to grieve, 
as they have to make their way out of the school. But it doesn't work out for them as both Chris and his girlfriend are bitten and Seth makes her way to her car. After Anna, she finds her dad tied up on stage with the vice principal. She fights her way through the zombies and gets to the stage, releasing her dad. Once released, her dad starts to attack the vice principal, but gets bitten on the leg during the fight as the vice principal falls to his death. Having to say goodbye, Anna and Nick make their way outside. Looking in all directions, they realize this might be the end, but Steph pulls up in her car as the three of them drive off into the end. Anna and the Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you thought about it, Dom. All right, well... I think this is our first musical, right, we've ever reviewed. Um, it's not our first zombie. It's definitely not our first comedy. But um, being our first musical, I think it's it's pretty okay. Um, I think it's a, it's a great, like, unique idea for them to have done this where, like, yeah, like, who puts a musical and, like, and zombies together, but also, like, hey... Let's set it at Christmas time, guys. Like, that's, like, a unique idea. Um, I think overall for the story, it was pretty okay. The acting was pretty good. I liked the music until I think there was a certain part where I was, like, oh, this kind of feels a little draggy. Like, it kind of dragged a little bit, and then it, like, kind of picked up again, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess. Nothing, I mean, no song really, like, stood out where it was like, oh, yeah, I can listen to that, like, all the time. But I mean, it's still it's still good. It's like it's like ah, it's one of those movies where I feel like like you or me would put on for like our nephews, and they'd probably be like, "Oh, this is oh, this is kind of cool." But I think they'd kind of hate like, like the musical parts. I mean, it wasn't terrible, <sighs> but it was a movie. So I heard about this about a year ago. I think it was around this ish time I a year so. ago. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really hear much about it except for it was like a, like a comedy, musical, horror film, whatever, right? Kind of forgot about it. <laughs> Saw that it, it was on Hulu and I was like, oh shit, that's that, that's that movie. So we watch it. And, uh, yeah, I say it's, it's good. It's not great, but I will say that they did go for the musical part for the first, like, quarter of it maybe yeah maybe a third of it. i think that's what i'm 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 trying to say i guess <laughs> and uh it almost felt like you were watching a uh, high school musical in a sense <laughs> <Yeah>. where <laughs> it was like because i almost forgot it was a musical and then i was like oh shit yeah huh okay and it, it did it kept going on and picked up whatever but i would say like when the zombie stuff really hits I think that's when the tone changes mm-hmm. <laughs> because everyone dies. Yeah. <laughs> and I, honestly, I didn't expect that. No, I, that's I thought, like, yeah. I thought it was going to be a little bit more happy ending, you know, maybe maybe one person dies yeah. type of ordeal. I thought it was a little bit, yeah, a little bit more cookie cutter. I thought she was going to end up with her friend, but she's oh, like, I, but I, I'm glad that she was like, no, you're my, you're my friend. Yeah. Like, well, well, I'll get into that stuff later, but as as opposed to the songs, I will say that, yeah, they're they're fairly generic. The Christmas one, where she's basically talking about fucking Santa, that was really good, actually. Oh, yeah. That, that, actually, you know what? You're right. Yeah. That's the one that stood out. That, that sounded like, like a legit yeah. Christmas song. I'd listen to that one again. So, good job on that. Uh, 
but I will give props where props do. When you think about a musical, comedy, horror thing, it could go one way or the other. I thought it was going to be, yeah, way more cookie cutter, where all the songs are going to be super funny. Yeah. Kind, kind of like a, um, Not Another Teen Movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> where it's just very comedic and like, oh, ha, ha. But it wasn't. It was straight up a musical. Like, it, it literally led itself to believe. Or led us to believe that it was a musical. Then mm. the zombie shit came. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I that and I honestly like that a little bit more. I think it works a, a lot better because it's not trying to be this knee slapping, you know, oh, here's a joke every single second, blah, 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 comedy. Uh, that, that also relies on gore, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't that. It it was like this weird creation that fit in every single category, but also at the, different. Yeah. Because there was some quote unquote gory parts. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Um, and the uh, musical parts were actual, like a musical. Like mm-hmm. they wrote the songs for the scene, not like, oh, how can we make a joke out of this? And then uh, it got pretty bleak towards the end yeah like it honestly doesn't even really end happy it just kind of is like and i thought they i thought uh, when they got to that part where it was just them too i was like oh shit are they gonna end it like that like they just like left there yeah basically the ending is oh i know that we fought so hard to see you dad but now you're dead so yeah later and it's like she lost everybody. Mm-hmm. And now she's essentially stuck with this dickhead who she loved but then hated because he's such a dickhead. Yeah. And then this girl who's not necessarily a friend friend, but like acquaint acquaintance. I I, I don't know. Yeah. It just it didn't really end happy. <laughs> like you thought and and honestly, I give credit for that because it didn't go the way you thought it was going to no. go in any way. Yeah. And uh, also, to to give even more credit, some of the stuff they did, they did it like on the spot. Really? Yeah. So this was made, I think around like 2016, I think. You know how long you know, it takes. Mm-hmm. But they did it in five weeks. Okay. In this like small area. And she was saying that, uh, I think it was the girl, Steph. She was the one who was also, like, part, like, helping choreograph stuff. She was saying that that scene where the, the zombie stuff hits that next morning. Oh, yeah, like, basically, like, the Dawn of the Dead kind of, like, opening. Yeah, she basically said that they did it, like, on the spot. Like, they ran through it and was like, hey, try this. Let's try it, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, no, no, no. Now let's try this and blah, blah, blah. And they practice and then... They shot it, <laughs> and that was a lot. For, that was a lot of the stuff they did, which is amazing to think about. Because I'm not saying that this was like fantastic, but like I said, once again, this felt like a musical. Yeah, the dance parts, the 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 choreograph, the you know the way that the characters interact with each other while doing the yeah. musical parts. It seemed like they they spent half a year writing the songs, doing the choreograph. You know, okay, well, this is what we're gonna do, blah blah blah, whatever. Then you find out, it's like, no, it's kind of just like on the cuff. Yeah, 
Well, that's good on them. I like that. Yeah, that they were able I was to do like, it off the cuff like that. And 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 also think that that mixed with the fact that it is very independent. Uh, the the these these type of movies you just have a certain feel to them. Mm. It, it works really well because you're not getting this huge high school musical uh, extravaganza where you're having a crane pass over this huge field <laughs> of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't that, but it still worked. Like it still felt like okay, cool. And there's parts where I could tell that they knew their limitations, like. There is a part where they hear a loud explosion, and they could have easily have panned the or cut to a different scene showing like the the smoke and all that stuff, and tried to do like effects and try to do this, but they didn't cut from that. They just yeah. like show on them, and they're like looking off, and they're like they don't show it. The it's only like, the only establishing shot was after, and it was from the sky, and yeah. you just saw like the fires and mm-hmm. stuff like that, which is like cool because it's quick. It's like. Four seconds. And Boom, that's like, all you need. Just yeah. establish really quick, and then that's it. Get cut away um, from that. But where the faults lie are kind of like the characters. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, like, Anne makes sense in, in, in a way because it's like you could just... Her character arc is she wants to get out of here, doesn't want to go to school, wants to travel, right? Yeah. I get it. Her best friend's in love with her, doesn't want her to leave. I get it. Same thing with her dad, doesn't want her to leave, thinks she's throwing away. I get it. Some of the stuff, it's like, sure, but it, it's just like, the, like yeah, uh, what's his name? Josh? John? John. John? Like that guy, her best friend, it was just, it was one of those things where I'm glad they killed him off because he had like no real like redeeming no. values in him. Like, yeah. it, like he honestly was a pussy almost till he died, and, which and, didn't didn't make any sense. And, and what and what's funny too is like, why didn't they kill him off earlier? Yeah, like that would have been a, a better motivate too, right? Like, damn, my friend just died in front of me. Like he was a zombie, or, or even if she had to kill him, right? Because then when he gets to the part with her dad, it's like, damn, I got to go through this again. Yeah, like fuck. Because, he's, but he's like, no, 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 you just go. I, 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 I don't. I don't want you to have to kill me. Like you leave. Yeah, because watching his like his character arc, it just felt like all he wanted was to be with her. Yeah, and he can't do shit. And blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's fine for him. But the way that it made it seem was like, yeah, you you thought at the end it's going to be like, oh, then they're together. Which I didn't want to see. And yeah. I'm really happy they didn't go that route. Like, she did the whole thing. She's like, no, you're my best friend. He's like, ah, oh, rats. Yeah. I think Steph should have been more important. Because, like, they go out of their way to say, like, to show, like, her girlfriend doesn't want to hang around with her or go to the Christmas show or whatever, right? And then her parents went to Mexico without her. Like, so she's all alone and stuff. Like, they make it seem like she's going through something serious. And they kind of just are like, oh, but she's kind of awkward and a hipster-ish character. And yeah, like, I will say that I'm happy that she didn't die. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, But it was just some of those shallow character development uh they i felt like maybe they could have did more to paint a picture with certain people um was this their first film i think so okay that okay as the first film though i still feel yeah, it's pretty no, good that, that's what i'm saying like 
other than some of that stuff where I felt like you could have did more, way more with Anne because it was her movie. It should have mm. focused a lot more on her. And if they yeah. didn't want it, if they really didn't want to push a narrative of like Chris's girlfriend and grandma's story arc or Nick, like just out of, like, out of nowhere, he's like, oh, let's kill my dad. Okay. And he probably was a zombie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they throw that shit out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden, like, then he's cool, and he's like, oh, well, I'm a good guy now. Or, yeah, the same thing with Steph. It's like, why put her in this position if you're not going to go all the way through with it? Just have it all and focused, and you probably would have did a little bit better, and then these other people would have been more. I don't know. But that's just nitpicking because, like I said, for a movie that they shot in five weeks, that they choreographed some of this stuff, Literally on set. That's what I could I could say I could give them for because the choreography was pretty good yeah. for it. Looking at it like that, this is a, a fun holiday movie to watch. Yeah. If you're still feeling leftover, like residual, ooh, I want something spooky from Halloween. This is definitely like a ooh, yeah, you could put this on for a Christmas, like spooky Christmas. Yeah, because it's not it's not it's not a hardcore horror film, Mm-mm. but it has the elements in it. Uh, and it's, it's entertaining enough where, you know, it's, it's holiday themed. They have songs. Some of them are Christmas oriented. (laughs) I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Honestly, it honestly was not that bad. Yes. So if you're into any of the stuff we talked about or if it sparks your interest, check it out. And yeah, I give it two thumbs up. All right, so for the segment this week, we are going to talk about something that we didn't talk about during the Golden Globes section. The big controversy that's coming out from that is that no women directors were nominated um, at the Golden Globes, but it's been a trend that we've seen in the past couple years where the Golden Globe choose to ignore women, but that's also something that the Oscar, the Oscars does as well. But I mean, it's something that we're, I mean, we're constantly having to fight, and we've have have to, we've had to talk about multiple times during this whole year. We've talked about it with like, like just actresses in general not getting equal pay. Like, it, it just is telling when the highest um, paid actresses, Scarlett Johansson. And the only reason why she's up there is because she stars in like a Marvel film, and because Mar- and Disney tries to pay their actresses equally. That still is like telling that like no one else does. Then also that there's all these female directors out there that they do make great films, like Greta Gerwig. She did um, Little Women this year, and then um, like Ava DuVernay. She made When They See Us. And that was an amazing Netflix like limited series, and these people and they these people are still like not being recognized. I think it was out of all of the history of the Golden Globes, I think only nine women have ever been nominated. Of the, I think in it's in it's like forty something year, and it just it's just ridiculous. And then when you compare it to like the Academy Awards, where it's like one woman has won in the whole. Almost 100 years that the Academy Awards has been around, only one woman has won for Best Director. I don't, I don't understand why, like, we still have to, like, why, why do we still have to do this? Like, where we, like, 
I mean, there doesn't have to be like a rule that says that there has to be at least one woman, right? Or one person of color. But like, I think someone came out from the Hollywood Foreign Press and was like, well, we look at everybody equally and we sit there and we decide who, like what directors did the best this year. And it's like, but that's not a real like answer. Like, as I was telling you, they were also floating the idea of expanding like the, no- the amount of nominations, but it's like, does that even like help? Isn't that just more of like a pandering type of thing to where they could be like, look at, we, we, we showed and we showed inclusion. It's like, yeah, you expanded it to 10, but only one woman's getting nominated still. And it's Greta Gerwig. Does it come to where we have to separate into like best female director or best male director? Or like we're just going to drive ourselves crazy because Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino make a film in a year. They're going to automatically be nominated. I guess to kind of tie this all together in, in a certain way. California just passed a law where it's illegal now to discriminate against like African-American hairstyles. That's great, right? Or is it? Because it's 2019 and you have to make this a law that (laughs) you can't discriminate against a person's hair. You know, the thing that just grows on them (laughs) naturally. Yeah. And like they have to style it. So, you know, it looks like good. You know, that thing you can't discriminate against anymore. That's progression it wait what like yeah that's what it feels like with this it feels like you're doing this shit saying we're making strides and 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 equality and inclusion and then you you do do this shit where you just nominate these people and it's like okay but what about all these other films and these these other people and actors and actresses that you're totally missing it's like yeah, but I mean, Quentin Tarantino made a movie this year, and everyone who was in it has to be nominated. Yeah, but they're all white. I mean, I didn't make the rules. <clears throat> it's like, yeah, but his last movie, you didn't nominate everyone in there. Wink, 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 wink. Or the one before that. <laughs> wink, 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 wink. <laughs> um,. Yeah, it just it seems ridiculous because we believe that Hollywood's changing. We believe that the oh more and more people are starting to have um, inclusion writers and and oh this how the movie has to be made and oh these other stories have to be told. Okay, and then they do them. They pull them off extremely well, but yet almost nothing gets nominated. And if it does, it's very little. Like where does it? <clears throat> What does it say where uh, in, in a year that something like When They See Us yeah. gets released, it not only does extremely well with audiences, but everyone's talking about like, oh, my God, it was I didn't know about this story. Oh, it was so powerful. Oh, my God. Oh, now look all this. Oh, did you know this was real? Oh, my God. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. it made a fucking statement <laughs> pretty hard. And it wasn't nominated for the Golden Globe. And that's crazy. Like, that legit is crazy. And, I mean, I get it. Sometimes certain things people are like, yeah, I don't know. It was okay, whatever. Sure. But, like, it feels weird because it's like, I can look so, I can look at something like Mindhunter, right? I love that show, Mindhunter. Yeah. I, I think what they do in there is awesome. 
especially knowing like some of the serial killers and be like, wow, they, they actually do that really well. Mm-hmm. To me, it feels that feels like a really well acted show. Yes. It feels like everything comes together in every single episode. It's a great show. Doesn't get nominated. Nope. I get it, right? Like yeah. it's like okay, because there's other things out there that are better. Like when they see us. Oh wait, what was that? What's not? Huh? Well, at least there's other things, right? Like these other these big these big uh, these other big uh, shows that are getting nominated. Big movies, right? Because they because not only did they so many people saw it, but people but uh, critics loved it. Oh man, man, and it's, look at how great they did! Oh, they didn't get nominated either. Oh, that's weird. Oh, but, oh, but people said in the beginning of the year that us was worth a nomination, and it, it only got the one and that, but not the other. Huh? It's almost like there's some reason I can't pinpoint Strange, why huh? these things aren't getting nominated. Huh? Huh? It's weird. It's very weird. <clears throat> and I know that it's easy to just say like, oh well. You're just banking on like racism. Maybe the movie's just good, and it's and to that I say, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, that's literally all you have to say. Anytime anyone brings up anything is because that movie is garbage. It and literally is garbage. Like, and I went from being like, "Oh, this movie's dumb," to being like, "Maybe I just need to give it a shot." Nope. And then be like, "Oh no, this is actual garbage." Yeah. And that shit got nominated, got praised, and and it wasn't just, it wasn't just that that happened. It's that it happened with controversy. Mm-hmm. It happened with a, a legend, allegedly, allegedly, oh, allegedly, child rapist, leaving the fucking movie mm-hmm. <clears throat> because he just had quote unquote things. He had the vapors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he had to take care of quote unquote things on a private island, allegedly. Oh. But not only does that happen, right? Then all of a sudden, like, they get this nomination for fucking, what was it? Like, the uh, sound, sound mixing, yeah, sound, sound mixing, editing, and like best song, actor. Right? Yeah. Or was it song? No, no, not no. song. Um, best actor. Yeah, best, best actor. Best picture. And it's just like, why? Yeah, why? that movie was fucking trash. And I'm saying this as a fan of. Uh, Queen, and I like the mm-hmm. idea of a Queen movie. That movie is literally unbearable. It sounded better when it was Sasha Baron Cohen doing it, but he left for the right reasons. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad he, he literally left. left because he's like, "Oh, this isn't the movie that should be made." No, and they're like, they wanted to cut out all everything that had to do with him being gay. Alleged, oh, sorry, allegedly. He's, sorry, he's bi yeah. for the, the movie. No, but like that's that's my answer to everything. Is you can't give me, like, oh, it's all about racism, blah, blah, blah. But that movie got nominated. And then yeah. something like Us that people really loved that not only did, not only was this his, like, second thing that he did, but then he fucking nailed it yeah. with a solid fucking cast. And I mean, everybody, everybody did good in that movie. Or even, um, I mean, anyone out there who's seen The Farewell, um, the director, she should have at least been nominated for that because the farewell it has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics love this this film, and it's such a good movie. And honestly, like I don't understand why like she wouldn't have been nominated. Well, it's because we did an Asian one already, Dom. Oh man, I'm so sorry. That's, 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 that's yeah, that's why. Dumb. 
Now, oh, now we man. need a we need an Indian one now. Oh. We're gonna do an Indian one. That's our next oh. our next in- inclusion because we're we're diverse. You know, we're really. Yeah, You're the Hollywood like, foreign press, yeah. but some for some reason it just it's always uh, nothing but like, hey wait, but he's American and he's an American and they're all American except for that one guy and they're all white. How come? <laughs> and and I think that's kind of our our old like the whole problem with this stuff. One thing that I th- we've talked about before, and we'll probably talk about it again. Yeah. But my idea is you either you either make it super vague or super detailed you either have a, a best female lead if they do best best female lead in a drama best feel you know what i mean like if they do best picture drama and then best picture comedy or musical why don't they do best director comedy or musical best director drama yeah because then then you can then you can do you because they could even pull a, a martian Remember the Martian was nominated for comedy at the Golden Globes. It's like you could pull that where you decide to nominate someone in the, like whatever. But you know what I mean? Like you, I would, I honestly, if they did that, that's ten right yeah. there without having to expand the category. Yeah. And then you can be like, well, see, like these were the drama ones. These are the comedy or musicals, and see, we we put the women in there, yeah. or make it super fucking vague, and you just say. Best ensemble, right? Yeah. But it doesn't have to be an ensemble for just a movie. Maybe it could be a TV show. Maybe a miniseries. Yeah. Who knows? It's just it's just the fact that we are at the end of a decade, right? In the new millennium. And for some reason, we've only come like this. And no one can see me, but it's like barely even an inch apart between my thumb and my forefinger. When it's like, there shouldn't be like... Any anything, there should be no controversy because that shouldn't be an idea anymore. Like there shouldn't be an idea. Well, hey, how come like people of a different gender or identifying as a different gender or or whatever you know whatever, just because they're different from what Hollywood wants as normal, how come how come they're not treated equally? Oh, how come this one white guy who has a small part. In this one film that made billions of dollars, gets to have an, a job while this other guy who made you the billions of dollars doesn't, because he's oh not white. Yeah, and I think that the shitty part about this whole thing is when we do start talking about this stuff, right? Mm. Like the pushback is, well, you guys are the one bringing race into it. You're the one bringing sex into it. Oh, you're you're the one saying like this and that. It's like. Yeah, because if no one did, then things would have been left unsaid. They just wouldn't talk if about it. No one pushed for progression. We would still be in the days of like um, Birth of a Nation, where um, black actors were not allowed to be filmed at the same time as white actors. So anyone you saw that was black was actually a white person in blackface because they're not because that's how the law said. But yeah, honestly, like that's why. Because when no one talks about it, no one brings it up, then it just it gets left by the wayside, and then no one thinks about, well, how is that wrong? But when we start talking about it, where it's like, hey, isn't it weird that these women of color who are doing these movies, these TV shows that are just as good, if not better, 
are not being nominated. Why isn't Zendaya nominated? Exactly. Euphoria was nowhere. I was so mad because that show was like, honestly, probably one of the best shows this year. Yeah. It blew me away. Like, everyone in that show was amazing. And the fact that, like, nothing was nominated, like, just upsets me. But then, but, yeah. But, I, just, you know, when you think about it, Jennifer Aniston did pretty good. Oh, that's right. I heard. And I heard there's going to be some tension because Brad Pitt's nominated. So we're going to see them in a room together. Ooh, oh, yeah. That's, that's you want to you want to see that, right? Yeah. See, like, that. that's what I'm talking about is, like, allegedly, allegedly <laughs> she did well in this TV show that no one's fucking talking about. No, I've I heard, never heard anyone talk heard about it. Nobody say anything about this 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 TV show. I almost didn't even know it was a TV show. Until I didn't even know it was brother, out yet. Did yeah, you? No, my brother brought it up like two or three weeks ago, and I was like, oh yeah, huh? And that I I even I think that's the week I told you like, wait, so Apple TV already got like released, and you're like, oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> but like in that sense, right? That that's great, sure. Yeah. But then this phenomena that is euphoria hits. And not only does it hit, but like it hits big and hard. Or, and then and then literally people that saw this actress as one thing were fucking floored mm-hmm. at her at her performance because they're like, I can't believe that's Zandaya. Yeah. It just goes to show that she's an amazing actress. But also they could have also blown everything up too by um um, Hunter Schaefer, they could have nominated for Best Supporting Actress, and that would have blown every- because it's like you're nominating this um, trans actress to be in this category, and you you know you know all those alt right and um, and like incels would have been like, what? No, oh, that's not. Oh, oh. <laughs> like you could have had a chance to like disrupt everything with that, uh, and it and it's not. It, it wouldn't even be like a. Uh, like a, a pity vote or anything. No, because, because she, she did, fucking did good she did a like great that's, job. That's what I'm saying is like, this is why we talk about this because, and I and I do get it. Like, I get it because sometimes we see things and like, I don't I don't see that. I don't get that, right? Mm. The comedy thing for us just seems weird because it's like, oh, all these shows that got nominated last year are getting nominated again. Yeah. That no one that we know really watches it. Okay. Like, that's weird for us. Sure. But in the same vein, it's like, okay, then how come that people like this, how come people like Zendaya aren't being nominated for literally doing exactly what you want, mm-hmm. having a standout role, but yet she's not nominated because of reasons? But we have to give um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge another award. Oh, because she's a, she's a sassy lady. She cusses. Did you hear that? I heard she cusses. I haven't seen it. I don't, I don't watch Fleabag, but I heard she's, yeah, she's sassy. Yeah. So. And and like I said, like, sure, Marvelous Miss Maisel has been doing well forever. Fine. I get it. it. Makes sense. But it just, it feels weird that that's the only go-to. That those are the only go-to yep. when there's all these other shows. Like, just speaking of, uh, sure, let's, let's just say that... Um, that yep. Silicon Valley d- didn't get nominated, whatever. That's fine. But you're telling me what's his name who plays, uh, what's his name again? Um, Jared. Jared. I forgot his name. He's, he's uh, but the guy who plays Jared, 
You're saying like he did, like he literally sometimes makes the episode, yeah. which yes, is saying a lot because the episodes are made to make you laugh. Yeah, and he can steal the whole episode by saying like one fucking it, sentence. It feels like we're 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 opening a fridge, right? And we're we're seeing all these good foods to eat. Like, oh, there's leftover pizza. Oh, there's some hot wings. Um, oh, like, oh, I can't believe I have leftover Chinese food. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit here and eat a tub of mayonnaise. That's what it sounds like we're doing. <laughs> it feels weird because it feels like you overlook some things for other things. And then when you're trying to fit a mold, sometimes the people that should fit your mold aren't even a part of it. Then it's like, so wait, then what dictates a good... Uh, Good directorial uh, debut. What directs? Uh, what what are, you, what are you saying? Like, how do you decide? Like, this is the best female uh, lead, or whatever, right? Because sometimes it's like, okay, but why is she nominated, but this other person isn't? And the only reason that we can see is like, well, um, I mean, she's a person of color, she isn't. So maybe there's something kind of right there. Or even like for director, it's like the fact that it's she that I feel like for for some people, for some people, it still scares them because they're like, well, women don't know how to direct. That's where you, you walk a fine line where it's like, sure, cool. Like the fact that Fleabag gets nominated for whatever, you know, what's her name directs and stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. Writing all this stuff. But then it's like, then how come other people don't? I, I don't know. I don't, like, I don't want to get too much into it because we're gonna talk I about know, this again. I know, I know, I know. But yeah, it like honestly, it just makes you think like, well, why is it that this is nominated and this isn't? And then you look at it and it's like, well, the the only thing I could see is like, well, this is a guy and this is a girl, or this person's white, this person is a, of color. And you can say that that's not the reason, but then it's like, then give me a legit reason. Yeah, but and then your reasons are like, well, there wasn't enough people to not, or there wasn't enough in the category to nominate them. It's like, but Martin Scorsese's been nominated before. Why does he need another one? Why Quentin Tarantino's been nominated for? Why does he need another especially, one? Especially, yeah, especially like that where I feel like something. I mean, I haven't watched The Irishman, but people are divided of that. People yeah. are like. I can't well, tell if it's good or if it's just long. Well, it's long and boring. It's that means it's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, Quentin Tarantino a little bit more like yeah, I know pe- people I, said like oh it's just a great film but but just saying like just with the Irishman, people are already divided yeah. on like oh it's a good movie I think. Uh, I mean, hatefully and like Django Chain and, and Glorious Bastards. I think. I mean, we brought that up. They're better films. Yeah. And he definitely should have been nominated for those. But this one, it's like, I don't know, should he? It's one of those ones where it's like, if he gets it and like, and he wins, it's, it feels like one of those ones where it's like, oh, well, he, he's deserved it for all this time. He's been nominated multiple times, so we're finally giving it. Like, Marcio says he had that already happen to him with The Departed. Like, they gave him an Oscar because they were like, oh, this is probably the last time he's going to get to, to um, get an Oscar because he didn't win for Goodfellas. And it's like that's your fault. Yeah, and then, then again, it's like the now the Irishman's coming around. It's like, 
So what are they going to do? Are they going to give it to him, or are they going to be like, well, Quentin Tarantino has a one, and then he's going to get all, oh, well, uh, how come I don't, how come I didn't win? Oh, I made a better film this year than everyone else. Yeah, I don't know. It It's easy to point out these differences when they are yeah. race-related, sex-related, because sometimes it doesn't feel like there's any other reason why. Like I said, we'll get into it more because the oh uh, yeah you as know. soon as the Academy Awards come out we, yeah <laughs> I know we're gonna have a a talk about that yeah but um you're right it just it feel it feels like you know one step forward ten steps back that constant when when we think that things are going better and and to an extent they are yeah they decide like well we gave you this last year. So, like, we'll just sneak this by you and blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of upsetting because then you have things where it's like, like we like we said, um, Bohemian Rhapsody get nominated for things. And it's like, but that just doesn't deserve to be nominated at all. There was other films way more deserving. Why that film? And then, you know, it's like, well, I mean... We did give the Oscar to Moonlight, and we gave it to uh, Shape of Water. So, like, we we got this. We we have to pat ourselves on the back. Come on, we we've given it to a bunch of Mexicans for Best Director for the past few years. So we we're good. And 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 I think that they do they they kind of do stuff like this where they want us to kind of forget that Roma did win Best. Uh, international film, foreign film. Well, uh, at the time it was foreign. Yeah, film. foreign film. But then got snubbed for best film. But it's like, but maybe that should have won. Yeah, like why couldn't have won both? Or why not give? Because I heard Cold War. I think it was was just as deserving. Why not give it to Cold War for foreign film and give Roma the ultimate prize? Because honestly, because of the like I told you, their voting system is broken. Yeah. So because I bet everyone. Second choice was Green Book, and everyone else was split on like either Bohemian Rhapsody or Roma or Black Panther, so that they were all split. And so then the second choice won. And we'll get into it later. Yeah. But um, until then, guys, just we'll say thank you for listening. <laughs> Sorry for rambling on and on. Um, if you guys would like to follow us on any of your streaming apps. Uh, do so, and you'll get the episode right away. Ooh. And if you're wondering, like, well, what's a good one? We are on Spotify now. Yeah. Uh, so find us on Spotify or um, YouTube. These are going to go live on YouTube as soon mm-hmm. as we upload it. We have links on our Instagram, our Twitter. That's INTB underscore podcast. And you can go straight to our um, RSS feed. We have links to, you know, um, Google Podcasts, Apple, Spotify, all that stuff. So if you're wondering where to, you know, where you can listen to, you could go on there. Or even <clears> if you're if you're wanting to share it and be and people aren't 100 percent sure, you could be like, hey, just here, like link them to YouTube, show them show them the podcast. Yeah, and uh, we do have a link on our we have a link to YouTube on each um, podcast post. So just check that. Or you can email us directly at intbpodcast at gmail. And, uh, yeah, maybe we'll link you straight to our YouTube or 
Spotify or Stitcher or whatever you use. Um, or you can just let us know, like, what do you think about this award season? And do you feel like we're looking too much into it? Do you feel like things that got nominated should have got nominated? Or what are your feelings? Yeah, or do you really love Anna and the Apocalypse and we were being a little too harsh on it? Or maybe we weren't being harsh enough. You know, whatever. You guys can talk to us. Let yeah. us know. But I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Like I said, we're always trying to better ourselves. Mm. So feel free to DM us, tag us, post on our pages, whatever it is. Um, any questions, uh, any ideas, if yeah. you want to hear content from us. If there's a movie we haven't got to. Um, whatever it is, just let us know. Because, like I said, we want to kind of get better. You know, we, we've done this for 100 episodes, and we still feel like we can do better. So feel free to let us know what we could do better. Yeah, because if you message us and let us know, then we can get on to that 200th episode. But until then, guys, as always, remember. It's not that bad. It's not bad.